Welcome to the Millionaire Introvert. I am your host, your boy, Damon Lodge. I just want to give you a quick disclaimer on what this podcast is and what it is not. So what it is not, I'm not going to play a doctor while I'm here to diagnose you, treat you from any diseases or any ailments that you may have. But what it is going to be about, it's going to be about transparency. I'm going to be transparent about some things that happened in my life that caused me to be an introvert. But I want to say this also, this podcast is just not for introverts. You can be extrovert, you can be happy, sad, mad. You know this podcast is for you. We're going to talk about all kinds of topics. We're going to talk about current issues that's going on in our community. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about millionaire mindsets. It's going to be loaded. It's going to be packed, and it's going to be great. So if any of those things resonate with you, tune in each and every week to The Millionaire Introvert. All righty. Welcome to another episode of The Millionaire Introvert. The topic of today is the introvert marriage. And I have a special co-host today, and it's my beautiful wife, Tony Lodge. Hi, I'm a co-host. <laughs> yeah, you're my co-host today. Oh, I thought I was just a guest. No, you rocking this thing with me. Oh, hi, people. All right, so we're going to dive into some things about our relationships that hopefully to help uh, y'all introverts, even y'all extroverts out there, you know, dealing with things in y'all marriage. So I guess the first question would be, if y'all both introverts... Who made the first move? How did y'all meet? I let my wife talk first, and then I'll tell her the real story of how we met and everything. The real story, okay. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we met um, like 17, 18 years ago. A long time ago. <laughs> um, and I was a senior in high school. Let's just say that. So, I don't think I was like the person that was all up on you. But we met the first time at my Aunt Carrie's um, at a fish fry. You and your boy had just gotten back from Afghanistan. And then a couple months later, we ran across each other again, or we crossed paths again at a crawfish boil. And that's when you actually asked me if you could call me because my sister was the one that gave you my phone number and i said sure and there's that that's it that's pretty much <laughs> it <laughs> so the gist of the story is an extrovert hooked us up none of us made the first move your sister is the one who made the move for us pretty much and yeah. she is an extrovert <laughs> and that's the funny thing about it. the story is pretty much right um yeah, that's how it went down. We made it the fresh the fresh fry. Thing is about it, we didn't like each other, right? So I wouldn't say we didn't like each other. It's um we wasn't feeling each other in that way. Or like you like to say you wasn't checking for me. I, I don't think I those were my words, but okay. That wasn't your words. I don't remember. That was your words. Okay. You weren't checking for I me. I wasn't checking for you. <laughs> that's what you say. So uh so the second time we met, um, that's when I really noticed her. And I think we was able to start the process. I think she noticed me then too. I don't know. She said I can call her. So hey, maybe she did I was notice open. me. <laughs> she was open to the boy. Y'all hear that? That's how that game worked, <laughs> right? So, good day. so now we are <laughs> two introverts, right? So can can we still coexist as two introverts, or do one of us become an extrovert? How how do you see this? Uh, going. I mean, we've been married for 
13 years together for 17 years. Mm -hmm. So apparently it can work. Um, I think that we kind of switch roles at times. I feel like there are times when I am the introvert in the marriage. And in that aspect, I may not um i may not communicate all the time what i need um and then i think at times that can be the same for you but i really think just going to therapy um has really you know forced us to come out of our shells at least with each other now granted when it comes to other people that may be different, but for us, I don't feel like in our marriage we're introverts in the marriage. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, in our relationship, that introvert, you know, I'm introvert to people I don't know. It takes me a while to get to know them. Like you said, we've been together for 17 years. <laughs> we know each other now, so I don't have that guard around me when it comes to to communicating and things like that. But yes, therapy has helped our relationship out a lot. And we know we'll be uh, wrong if we say therapy don't help, right? It helps <laughs> tremendously, yes. um, especially when it comes to like communication. Uh, communication was a big issue, I think, for both of us because we are alike in a lot of ways and we're different in a lot of ways. But what we are alike in is that we hold things in. Most definitely. You know, and we tripped we, under, over a lot of rugs. Yeah, and, we, <laughs> and then next thing you know, the rug is too high, and this we just explode. So, um, going to therapy help us to to start that communication process, or actually listen while the other people communicate, other person communicate. And I remember like one of the active exercises, listening. active listening. I remember one of the exercises we had, and uh, you know, we asked the person to active listening to repeat what you said, and he'd be like, "I did not say that." Like. <laughs> Where do you get that from? And that's one of the things that's big in communication is actually understanding what your partner is trying to tell you and you're not assuming what you're hearing. Well, that, yes. And I think also a lot of the times when you're immature in that way, you're more so, um, you know how we say, are you listening or do you hear me? Because sometimes people are listening and or they're hearing you like they're waiting to react instead of like actively listening they're really just hearing you just so they ready to respond or not really respond but react ready to clap back ready to clap back yeah Mm. yeah that's one of those things you know it's it's a continual growth process when you married also because we're not the same people that we were 17 years ago you know when we first got married, yes, I was a husband, but I'm still becoming a better husband each and every day. I'm still learning. I'm still learning her and learning myself and how to be able to be the husband that she needs and be the husband that I want to be also. Um, one of the things that helped us out early in our journey is we went to, uh, I was in the military and we went to um, Strong Bond, I think that's what they called it. Marriage works. Marriage works. So it was the military. They, they saw a lot of divorces happening. So they're actually making the troops and their spouses go to this marriage course. Uh, it was mandatory. We couldn't say, no, we didn't want to go. That the guy bus got to go. It was in Lafayette. We spent the weekend. But we actually had, it was actually a great time. It was life-changing. Um, and, you know, we got some tips and tricks um, 
the guy who wrote the book, it was Laugh Your Way Through Marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Gunger mm-hmm. is his name, a phenomenal speaker. <laughs> he had us laughing and just, just learning each other, and it was real good. So uh, you could pick that book out. It is awesome. But one of the books uh, that he recommended that we actually took the test was the five love languages. So if you didn't ever heard about this book, this is something that you need to get to actually get you to understand how, how your spouse sees love, right? So what's the all the five love languages? Um, the five love languages are acts of service, words of affirmation, receiving gifts, physical touch, and Ooh. quality time. Yes. That's all right, so I let you, what what are your primary two? And these things can change too, because like I said, it probably have been different. Mine would have been different seventeen years ago than what it is now. So these uh, love languages can change. It may not change, but it's uh, I think it'd be good to take every every uh, maybe two or three years to see yeah. if your love language has changed. Because if you feel like you're not getting the love in the way that you need to be loved, maybe your language has changed. And maybe, you know, you need to let your spouse know it used to be this, but now it's this. So go ahead. What is your uh, primary two love language? My primary, my primary love language is acts of service. And then my second one is words of affirmation. And honestly, I've taken this test multiple times and mine has not changed. (laughs) (laughs) It has not changed. Um, And no matter how... I take the test and I think in my mind when I was taking it even this time, I was like, I feel like the answer is like I'm going to change. Like, I feel like quality time might be in that. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was on there. It's, it's just not my top two. It's with subconscious, you know, it's just you think you're doing something, but subconsciously you're doing something else because your subconscious know how you perceive love. Yeah. Um, so acts of service. Let's talk about this a little bit. So that means you want me, you ring a little bell and I come serve you? Like what that means to you? What, acts of, <laughs> what acts of service mean? I, for me, acts of service is you um, taking that extra step to do something that for me can be unexpected or completely small for some people. Whether it's like me, like I cooked the meal and you wash the dishes. Like for me, that means a lot. That means more to me than you coming home and bringing me roses. Wash the dishes. I gotta take a mental note on that one. You wash the dishes, <laughs> vacuum the house. Um, you know, just those things for me, me, it means everything. Okay, okay. What was your second one? Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. I guess I'll take over that because words of affirmation was actually my first and my second one was physical touch. So mine actually then switched a little bit um, back in my young testosterone days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was a physical touch guy. They are still very close, but now the words of affirmations are ahead as my number one. And, you know, with that, just for me, I like to be uh, reassured, re-encouraged, uh, you know, built up, uh, you know, just letting you know, letting me know that I'm making the right choices, that I'm doing the right thing. You know, just having your spouse have your back for me is huge uh, for me going to day to day, you know, because I can go to work. I can get 
stressed out, get beat down. I don't have to come home and get beat down some more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like mentally is what I'm saying. Um, so words of affirmation, that's a, ment- that's a mental thing, really. You know, you can't, I guess you can give somebody words of affirmation, but it's more, it's more, more of a mental thing, like a mental refresher, you know, uh, encouragement of being loved and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it ties in, like I said, that physical touch is right there. They super, super close. They are. <laughs> so, yeah, that was something that helped out. We had, uh, I'm just going to kind of recap, right? So, therapy actually helps you continue to grow throughout your marriage. Uh, communication has changed with us. The act of listening, actually repeating what your partner says, that you receiving what they're saying and not just ready to clap back at them. Um, and the five love languages, knowing the way that your partner perceives love. And then this last little tip that we got is going to be the Enneagram test, right? This test is fairly new to us. We took it maybe a month, two months ago. And this is just another uh, like personality assessment that lets you understand yourself a little bit more and understand your spouse more. Um, I'll let my wife go with hers first, and then I'll tie mine into that. Um, so I will also say, not only is this Enneagram test good for personal growth in in marriage but i have found it to be absolutely amazing even for just your other relationships friendships um i think it's been eye-opening for me but i am a type six and that means that i am a loyalist um my one of the biggest things for me is security and I never really, really realized that until I took the test and I read the results. And I'm like, wow, like, I feel seen. <laughs> like, they really read me. And I'm like, how do you know all this stuff? <laughs> um, but for me, it really helped me um, to realize why I respond the way that I do even in conversations and situations that you and I have had, um, it helps to kind of, you know, bring me back to reality and, you know, just to be more conscious, um, from me in, in aspects of other relationships and also in the marriage. Yeah. So I will, I am a type two. So it's the supportive advisor or the helper. And, you know, I take a lot of personality tests just to kind of see what they say. And, you know, this is one of the ones I was like, man, <laughs> you really know me. Like you, you in my house, on my couch, all up in my business right now, Tess. <laughs> uh, but, but like my wife said, it does help, help you understand yourself better. And it also helped me see her the way she see things. Like I said earlier that we have a lot of things in common, but then we've got a couple of different little things that makes her a six and some things that makes me a two. But um, it, it's been eye-opening for me. It was something that actually helped me uh, understand her a little bit more, especially when it comes to that security and things like that. And I think even this type two, the words of affirmation kind of goes up into that with me because... Um, you know, I like I like those things. It's the helper. So I do things for people to tell me they appreciate me. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, it kind of tying into the way that I see love 
and you know some of my fears and some of the things that I desire and need that was all in this Enneagram test. Um, so I, I got to put the link out there somewhere. I don't know how I'm gonna get y'all this link, but take the Enneagram test, take the five love languages, and hopefully these things that help um, help in your marriage, help you communicate better, help you you know be better husband and wife to each other or friends. Or even friends. Yeah, the Enneagram test is awesome for friendships, too, because you get to see the same way of of having those tensional friendships. Man, that could be a whole other podcast right now when we talk about um, the people who you want in your lives, right? Or even the couples who we want to be associated with. Um, you know, we all got to have the same same uh, goals, same uh, morals in our lives, the same beliefs, you know what I'm saying? We don't want to be tearing each other down. So that goes into friendship also. But that pretty much has been it. This has been the introvert marriage, the marriage of the introverts. <laughs> I've been enjoying myself. You've been enjoying yourself? This was good. It was fun. So Thanks for having me. That is all we have. And, you know, tune in next week. We'll have another episode for you. And enjoy the rest of your week. We out. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week of the Millionaire Introvert. I am your host, your boy, Damon Lodge. But I do need a little feedback from you. Just tell me how I'm doing on this podcast. Are you enjoying them? Are you not enjoying them? What you like, what you don't like? And also share, share, share. And we'll see you next week, next Friday on the Millionaire Introvert.